we got for like all of the computers, they're so loud, and they uh, they pick up on the they pick the up click? on the microphone. Yeah, a loud mouth. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure if you go through with a fine tooth comb on every single one of my breaks, yeah. you can hear like yeah yada 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 click <laughs> every single one. Well, the lag on this system must be crazy too because. Whenever I hit the space bar to end this whole podcast, that ends up on the recording somehow. You know, <laughs> Does which it really? Yeah, which doesn't make sense. It's like, it looks, when I look like at that, it, it looks like everything is... That's what's supposed to kill the microphones. Yeah, yeah. Or not kill the microphones, but kill, kill the, the recording. recording. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's kind of weird. <laughs> well, I mean, that that's like me uh, getting the mouse click. That's what's supposed to end yeah. the recording. Yeah. Click. <laughs> Let me see if I can click it and people can... It picked up. I could see it oh, on yeah. the. I could see it on the wave. <laughs> it's loud. I told you. Let me see how the other click is. I mean, that's picking up. I'm looking. Is I it? can see the little. Oh yeah, my I mean, God. it's very faint. But you may not be able to hear it on the final recording. But maybe after I, you know, go through and process everything. Uh, loud mice. The loud mouse would be a good. The loud mouse. You know, like Elaine is in the office, or George is working in his office, and his mouse is too loud, or something, and that causes. I don't know. You guys write the rest. You guys were the comedic geniuses. We showed this robot 1,000 hours of Seinfeld and had it write its own Seinfeld the loud script. Mouse. That's the loud mouse. George Mouse too loud. Kramer Kramer burst in. Mouse loud. <laughs> He's got a loud mouse. His mouse is loud. <laughs> Audience goes crazy. Yeah. Mice are supposed to be quiet. Quiet as a mouse. That's the saying. I mean, Ted, we are the robot. <laughs> we are the artificial intelligence. <laughs> Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And we will end up talking about... Um, what's it called again? The Smelly Car. The Smelly Car. Why couldn't I remember it? It's the most descriptive episode title I don't that we've know. had to date, I think. Uh, up top, what did you think about this episode? Um, I mean, it's one that, I mean, the plot line, I'm moving my mic around. Yeah. Uh, the plot line <laughs> is, like, like described by the title, and, and it's a very familiar episode. Um, I won't say it's popular, but it's such yeah. a simple premise. You don't have to get into, like, your final, like, yeah. uh, r- review of it. It's like, such a simple premise that I'd say it's a popular episode just because you can remember it easily. Like, oh, yeah, the thing really? stinks, okay. and then, yeah. Okay. And not much else goes on, right? I mean, it was we a, get the it return a, of Susan, so that's kind of big, but yeah. besides that... Um, Other than that, it, it was a pretty, like, simple, straightforward yeah. episode. The premise is very simple, yeah. uh, and maybe it's because they reintroduce this other this new storyline that could be it i'm a little bit late today by the way i do want to mention because thank you for for the tweets about the junior mint last week that, that <laughs> i meant on the way in last week to stop and get some junior mints i was like oh how simple whenever a food is mentioned we normally try it on the show but yeah. then i forgot and then this week i did stop at a gas station that had no junior mints oh no my god mints! really <laughs> how do you not have junior mints um, yeah, I, I couldn't. I, they must have thought I was crazy because I was standing there at the candy section for easily like five minutes, just staring oh up and down. I was like, maybe it's with the mints. I was like, no, it must be with the chocolate stuff. No, it's not in there either. How do you not have junior mints? I mean, I do want to know. It's a very popular candy. I I, I have no idea. Yeah. I've, I've never I've never tried one. G- Grace loves them. Oh, you never tried? Well, now no. that's even more reason. I thought it was like, well, you know, because normally it's something like Postum or Chuckles that we've never even had ever heard yeah. before, and that's what we want to try. But I, Junior Mints, I was like, oh, everybody's had a Junior Mint, but now I'm very shocked no. to find out that you haven't. I don't like mint things. Uh huh. Uh-huh, yeah. I, I I'm actually I like I like a Junior Mint. I really? will say, yeah. I mean, it's a good it's a good movie theater candy. You know, it, it is, and that's why probably Kramer brought it to the theater. Oh yeah. Thinking the, the, it was the yeah, operating theater. The operating yeah. 
theater because um, it is a great theater, Candy. It's quiet. It's very quiet. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be loud coming out of yes, the box. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Like, that's the issue I had. Uh, one time I got those um, chocolate covered cookie dough bites. Ooh, yes. They're, they're incredible. Yeah. But they're so loud, <laughs> so loud coming out of the box. It sounds like rain hitting a tin roof they as must. you're slightly like pouring them out of the box. Like you tip it over just a little <laughs> like bit. Like one of those rain and sticks. <laughs> Do you remember rain sticks? Yes. <laughs> it was literally a rain stick. Yeah. Um, I remember rain sticks were just unbelievable when they first hit the scene. Like, I feel like it was probably around 93 or something like that. And, like, you just go into that store in the yeah, mall like and every, turn like, over Yeah, like, every, like, nature the... store yeah. has them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what happened to nature stores, you know? There was, like, the Discovery Channel store or whatever. And uh, I don't know. Or, don't or, know. Yeah, there were, like, those nature stores that sold, like, animal um, advocacy shirts and stuff like that. But then also rain sticks. Yeah. And it sounded, I was like, that sounds like rain. My little mind is blown. <laughs> In 1993 or whatever that's it, was. it that's rain it's but raining in this stick it must be it's raining that's rain in there there's a tiny biome mm-hmm. and and they've created a rain cloud in there uh, but they must put it in a box for the theater because that's quieter than the crinkling but then you trade up you trade off with the thunder of yeah, really. pouring it out of the box so I don't, I don't know I don't know but now I'm definitely gonna I, I think the grocery store that we go to on most Sundays has junior mint so next time We'll have junior mints, and as long as we're, and I hope you have one. And do you think you're going to gag? You think you're going to oh, dry probably. heave? That's oh, probably. So weird. It'll just make me think of toothpaste. So the only weird. thing I use that's mint is toothpaste. Yeah, but you don't gag. But eating no. toothpaste will make you gag. Eating well, toothpaste be, would make me gag. Place your bets now whether Ted is going to gag <laughs> when uh, when we try junior mints uh, and dry heave. And the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, as long as I'm talking about Twitter and stuff like that, you can follow us at No Hugging, which is great. Um, <laughs> I bought. I bought. Next time you see me, Ted, I'll be wearing a pair of all leather Nike Cortez oh sneakers yeah. that I got. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw. I saw you got those. Those things are pretty slick. Yeah, yeah. And I went with the leather black yeah, instead, and, of instead of George's blue blue nylon. And yeah, it, that's just a personal preference. I don't wear a lot of blue shoes. I wear them with my with shorts, and I've already got it. I don't need more blue shoes. Yeah, so that, I, I gotcha. I, yeah, I, I think it makes sense. I yeah. think it was. A, I think it was a good thing. And, I, I, before, like, I saw your reasoning for it. I saw the photo that you tweeted. You're like new shoes. Who this? I'm like yeah. Tim. You got. The black ones, why? I know, I know, yeah, yeah. And then someone said those are more East L.A. than Costanza, and I yeah. was like, okay, then I had to explain, yeah. I know. It was like, uh, our buddy Mr. Snowman. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I, I, it was to- I need black sneakers, not, I don't need another <laughs> pair of blue sneakers, so that's why. But at least, because I, I like the overall style more than the color, Yeah. and so that's what I was going for. So there we go, 75 bucks, go to zappos.com, slash no hugging. You're and- not going to get anything. <laughs> that's true, you get nothing. <laughs> it- it'll take you to, oops, we yeah. couldn't find this page. <laughs> it'll take you to their 404 <laughs> error page, uh, as most of our sponsors mentions do. But one of these days, they're retroactive, Ted. Like, later when we have the Zappos, people will listen to this five oh, years from now. Oh, yeah. They'll yeah. rediscover it, and then we'll have the Zappos <laughs> sponsorship by then. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So, if you're listening to this in, you know, post-apocalyptic Amazonian Earth, you yeah. know, where, and I don't mean it's covered by rainforest. I mean no, it's covered Amazon by Amazon. No, Amazon has taken <laughs> over. We did have a little bit of homework, and we just, well, well A, just a, a, a correction that's not a correction. Claire Barton did found <laughs> the Red Cross, so I was, I was right about that. Uh, and then Seinfeld, Jerry at one point tells Kramer, we're like Leopold and Loeb with the fact that they're hiding that they dropped a junior mint inside Roy's body. And I got them mixed up with a spy couple. I don't know who that was. Because I was like, well, I don't think they murder any, murdered anybody. But surely enough, Leopold and Loeb did uh, murder somebody. Nathan Leopold Jr. and Richard Loeb were two wealthy students at the University of Chicago who, in May of 1924, kidnapped and murdered 14-year-old Bobby Franks in Chicago. And they did it 
to because they wanted to carry out the perfect crime. And they Ooh. were like, oh, all criminals are so stupid. We're two smart guys. I bet we could murder somebody and get away with it. So that was that was a way they sort of like absolved themselves of their oh action. Like God. we just wanted to figure out if we could do this because uh, we're, 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 we're intellectually superior to everybody else. Oh, and my so Lord. We could do this and nobody will figure it out. But they did. They were arrested. This and, sounds like two neckbeards on Reddit. Yeah. Right. We're intellectually superior. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, and get it, Loeb's family retained Clarence Darrow, who's a very famous lawyer from around the time. He was also the lawyer for the Scopes Monkey Trial. I forget oh, which yeah. side he was on, but I think it was the evolution side. But um, Darrow's 12-hour-long summation at their sentencing hearing, they didn't really have a trial. It was all a sentencing hearing because uh-huh. they both confessed. And so he spoke for 12 hours about uh, criticizing capital punishment as retributive rather than transformative justice, and that is still looked yeah. over today by legal scholars and stuff like that. So that's a really interesting take that I never heard of before. Both young men were sentenced to life in prison, plus 99 years. Loeb was murdered by a fellow <laughs> prisoner in 1936 at age 30 in Joliet Prison. Leopold was released on parole in 1958 and died in 71 at age 66 in Puerto Rico. Life in prison, plus 99 I know. years, it's always just funny in when, case. I know. Like, when someone gets, like, 12 life sentences, it's like, what are you going to... What? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's know. like, I, I think it was, like, Lori Laughlin's sentence came down as, like, potentially 512 years yeah, or something. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. It was... Um, uh, I can't remember who it was, but uh, news came out. It was like, potentially, they could get 512 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the, the crime doesn't fit just life in prison. Yeah. So it's just tacked on, like, sentences for this and that and this right, and right, that. Right, right, right. But I was like, I'm like, who who is going to live and get out after 512 years in prison? There must be a reason they do that, having to do with parole or something. Like, I, I like, don't know. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. But maybe there, when, if you have a sentence yeah. of life plus 99 years, you're only oh. eligible for parole after one third of your sentence. So that tax. Uh, I don't maybe. know. I mean, I have no idea. That's just, it's all just pure conjecture. <laughs> but um, so that's well, the Leopold and Loeb reference, which is interesting because Jerry and Kramer were definitely walking the earth when Leopold died. Because he died in 1971, was released on parole oh my in 1958. God, yeah. It was like one of those crime of the century trials from the you know from that happened every yeah. every ten years in the century. But in the 20s, that was it was big news. So <laughs> uh, it's it's another old. I bet there. Why couldn't there have been an older, uh, like a more recent reference of like two people who killed somebody in 93 that Jerry said instead of Leopold and Loeb? Just another one of those old references that Jerry. And now he's going back know. to the 20s for his references. Yeah, but, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Soon he's going to go back to the turn of the century. Yeah, just the turn of the century. Yeah. It's like Wild Bill Hickok. Like, why are you? What? what? You, what? There's Jerry. A, just come what? up with a different <laughs> reference. So that's all I have. That's all I have. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, um, I don't really have much more. I just wanted to give uh, quick shout outs to uh, new followers, Adam Webb and Vodzi. Uh, new listener, Natalie Veronica, who sent us an email. Uh, awesome. I already pointed out Mr. Snowman for calling your uh, new shoes more East L.A. than yeah. uh, George Costanza. <laughs> and Jay in Orlando for thinking th- for honestly thinking that we wouldn't have gotten the Junior Mints <laughs> with the Seinfeld 30 box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which Ted got them, and I haven't. And yeah. Ted got them before I had even heard... Yeah, the, and, and uh, I didn't you know. and I didn't eat them. Yeah, <laughs> didn't eat them. You yeah. just have the box. Yeah, my, my fiance Grace downed them in like uh, a sitting. So she's a junior mint fan. She is They're a junior mint fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, does that I, mean we're going to unzip Newman's mail sack later? Uh, no, oh, I, I mean okay. her her email was very brief. It was oh. like, hey, I enjoy the show. I, I'm a oh. new listener. Well, thanks. Yeah, so thanks, Natalie. Zip it back. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I guess before we get into things, we are not a research-heavy show, as you can clearly tell from our, our banter. Uh, we uh, like to do our research like the, the week after, but if we uh, miss something, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us a tweet, send us an email at nohugging or nohuggingnolearningshow at gmail.com. Both of those links are in the description. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, just like your old buddy Cat called us two good Seinfeld boys. <laughs> She said, you don't mean my old buddy cat. That's the username. No username. Your okay. old buddy <laughs> like, cat. I don't know a cat. But okay, good to know. Uh, she said, "I'm a huge Seinfeld fanatic, having seen every episode at least three times, I think. And this podcast is great. Yes, I listen to it every week. And even though sometimes I'm screaming on the inside because they don't recognize a reference in an episode, and I know they won't figure it out until the <laughs> next episode. And even though Ted doesn't think Pez is delicious, which is the correct opinion, these two are funny and have great chemistry as hosts. You can tell how much fun they have, which makes it more fun to listen to. Alas." I'll, as I am the cat they've shouted out a few times oh. I enjoy their frequent interactions with listeners by the way the person who emailed you about the Mets and Yankees hats was correct I have the DVDs too and the trivia track indeed debunked my baseball theory uh. in this house we stand Jojo Siwa but I forgive you keep up the great work <laughs> Yeah, I did bad mouth JoJo. I forget where I've done that because I've done it so many times. Like every episode. Every episode she comes up somehow. Uh, All right. So we're ready to get into the smelly. Are we ready to get into the smelly car? Yeah. uh, Season four, episode 20, the smelly car. Nice, by the way. I I don't know if you pointed that or or if you caught that. Oh, 420. No. And and it's the smelly car. Original air date April 15th, 1993, about a month after uh, last week's episode. Uh, I was three months and 26 days old, and if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see a valet's odor permeates Jerry's car, guests Nick Baquet and Taylor Negron. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Uh, So we open with a stand-up bit, as we always do, and this is about the doggy bag, getting the doggy bag at the restaurant, and how you've admitted some sort of failure. You either weren't hungry enough, or... You uh, or something like that. And yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I like getting the the to go container. I love leftovers. Yeah, especially like if if the food is good, I want to take it with me. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he's like, and then the doggy bag on a date. Getting that on a date is a whole other f- failure. I remember this is a Seinfeld bit that sticks out to me, not because it's so funny, but maybe just because he says genitals. He was like, you might as well get him to wrap up your genitals, too, because you're not going to be using those for a while or something like that. You're not going to be needing those for a while. Well, what's so bad about it, though? What's so bad about getting I the guess, doggy bag on a date? I would indi- I guess it would indicate a level of cheapness, you know, and that's not what you're trying to uh, portray when you're on a date. Like, you're like, oh, I better save this for later because I don't have any food at home. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, if you want to take it to the extreme. And then I you've got to carry it I around guess. all night. you got to have it in that's the car true. wherever you are. That's like, true. I guess, like... I can't forget my doggy bag. If you go yeah. into somewhere right after instead of back to the car, better carry my doggy bag. That's true. <laughs> I remember uh, a couple years ago, we were walking around Chicago, and this was like the weekend that Grace's cousin got married, and we ended up going to, um, what's the what's the restaurant that they always like swear at you, and they're like awful, but it's part remember, of the character. Right. It's like, I don't want to say it's like Krabby Dicks or something, yeah, but yeah. it's- But uh, something like that? It, yeah. It's- um, uh, it's not Rosie's, is Dick's it? Last oh, Dick's Last Resort. Dick's Last Resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the 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 wait staff is just always like yeah. like huge douchebags to you. Stuff at you. Oh yeah, yeah they, they yeah. throw your silverware on the table. Uh, They're like they whip your menus at your face. Rolls. Do they throw rolls at you from like across the room? They might. They didn't. To, they didn't to us because yeah. we to us because we were right on uh, the Chicago River. Oh. <laughs> and if they throw them, they're going in the Chicago River. Yeah. 
Um, but they were they were like really slow at the time. They were like breaking character and like talking to us about uh, everything. But I got some I got some ribs and wasn't able to eat them all. So I'm taking them with us and we're walking around like Millennium Park yeah. and I'm eating ribs uh, out of the to go container because <laughs> I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, we're, we're we're not just going back to the Airbnb. Yeah. We are uh, we're walking around, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and what I noticed here more than the stand up, it was there's. No more. He he's not standing on the stage. He's like down in the crowd. Yeah, that was weird. And I was like, is there no more stage? And I definitely noticed the new background and everything like that. It was the mm-hmm. same room as last week, right? I think so. But there's a stool on the stage, but he's like down in the crowd, down in the audience. I'm like, what are you doing down there? New definition of crowd work. Yeah. I'm like, why? I, I thought that was really weird. Um, and so we open at a restaurant. Jerry and Elaine are waiting at the valet. And um, Elaine has to get going. She's like really impatient because Carl is waiting for her. We find out a new man she's been seeing and she really likes him. Uh, In this moment, an old couple walks by uh, fighting and Jerry goes, oh, yeah, I'm getting married real soon. (laughs) Which Which I can appreciate because I do hate seeing those old couples that act like that. I mean, I I can. I guess. Yeah. I I remember one time um, I, (laughs) I, 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 I was handing out ice cream at a radio remote. And we had two flavors, let's say chocolate and butter pecan. And the woman came up, this old couple came up, and the woman ordered chocolate. And the guy was like, oh, you know what, I think I'll go with butter pecan. And the woman looked at him like it was weird. They were married, like looked at him like it was so out of character. Like he said, you know what, I think I want. I think I could kill a man or whatever. You know, like that's oh the way God. she looked. And she like raised her eyebrows like, butter pecan, you've never had. You think you're going to start liking, but I know you more than yourself. You think you're going to start liking butter pecan? Just trying to start any argument she can. Yeah, but it was just a look, and he didn't even see it, but I saw it, and I was like, you know what, you wrinkly old bitch? Oh the my man. god. I was like, Jesus that's Christ. A, yeah. But I was like, let the man explain. Like, let him pecan. have what ice cream he wants. The fact that he's in his late 50s or whatever, and he still wants to try butter pecan, the fact that you've never seen it before, maybe there's stuff about him you don't know. So how, you know what? Don't give how him a look. How dare someone yeah. in their 50s want to try something new, yeah. Karen? Like, he's so into his routine, and you know him so well, the butter pecan, you, you know for a fact he's not going to like it or something. Like, don't look at him like that. You know, and, and uh, so stuff like that. This, this Jerry Seinfeld bit stuck out to me in that way, where it's just a little throwaway line. It could yeah. have been a race. I mean, butter pecan's pretty underrated. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I've only ever had it like once, but it was like always one of the staples that my family got whenever we had like birthday parties. They would get like chocolate, butter pecan, and maybe like something else. Yeah. And I, I never would go for it because I was just always a, a, a chocolate. Yeah. A, a chocolate right. ice cream boy. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, this guy was too. Yeah. Probably a chocolate ice cream boy yeah, but for I, all I, of his life. And one time you wanted to try a cup of butter pecan. Oh, yeah. It was free. Yeah. I had it recently and I'm like, I, I've been missing out on this for like 20 years. She did a double take. <laughs> The, oh man, um, oh butter pecan. It reminded me of the old coffee <laughs> How commercials too. Dare like you? Frank never has butter pecan at home. Do you remember those? Like they're <laughs> I don't really know. they're, I don't know they're from before we were born. But they're Folgers commercials <laughs> where a guy would order a second cup of coffee and the wife would go, he never has a second cup of coffee at home because her coffee sucks and he likes the Folgers at the <laughs> restaurant or wherever they happen to be. Uh, all right, so they get in the car and they both uh, they take off and they smell bo immediately. And, well, they smell something funny, and Elaine says Mm -hmm. it's B.O., and it's the valet's B.O., and I like, uh, normally these Seinfeldian repeat the same letters or words over and over again, letters in this case, get kind of old, but I like... The O needs to stay with the B. I like that normally the B stays with the O. When the B leaves, the O leaves. I liked this one for some reason. It it worked on me, so... Did you see, like, how bad this chroma key was whenever they're in the car? (laughs) There was a white outline over, like, everything, like, around (laughs) their hair, especially whenever they have... 
have uh, their heads sticking out the windows trying oh, to get some air. Yeah. It was so bad. Must have, yeah. <laughs> I did not notice that. Uh, but so we're at, Elaine gets dropped off, I guess, at Carl's mm-hmm. place. Which, oh, that was funny too. Jerry's like, this guy gets all the bread. I take you out to dinner. You go over to his place afterwards. Yeah. Like, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And we get the, uh, I-, I pointed this out before, the parody of itself, Seinfeld music. Like instead of, <laughs> boom, ba, 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 like the slow one, it's, yeah. bam, 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 I bam, didn't bam, 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 Um, But, like, I'm watching it, and Grace is in the next room. Like, she had just showered, and she's like, what is that? It it sounds like a vine. Are you listening to thrash metal? (laughs) Thrash metal vine? I'll have to to figure this out. I'll have to go back and watch or something. It's so aggressive. I don't know how you don't catch it. I don't know either. Maybe I've been watching so long that it just doesn't, you know, it falls on deaf ears. Uh, But over at Carl's, who, by the way, is a lot less attractive than Elaine. Yeah. What is his deal? Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, they could have, you know, Jerry Maybe she's working her way back up from, uh, uh, what was the guy's name last week? Roy? From the junior mint? Yeah, she's working her way back up from Roy. Yeah. Because Roy wasn't great looking. No. He was all right. But yeah, he but but... he had uh, attributes. He was like, when he w- lost a ton of weight, he was like husky and kind of burly. He carried yeah. it well, like a football player. Yeah. But Carl's just a dumpy guy. <laughs> And I'm like, and and it's just kind of, um, you know, they parade in these beautiful women for Jerry and George and Kramer, mm-hmm. and yet Elaine has to she only dates Carl. dumpy dudes. Yeah, dumpy. Yeah. Maybe it's her type. Maybe she's maybe. Yeah, maybe she was a dad bod pioneer. Or something. That's why. That's why it didn't work with Jerry. Yeah, I guess so. He's too thin. <laughs> um, but so they're flirting a little bit, and they start making out, and then he. Puts his nose near Elaine's hair and he smells her and just makes an awful face. <laughs> he just starts a gagging face, yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, uh, now we're at Champagne Video, which I immediately thought was like the adult store. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it sounds like it. It sounds like it would be an adult video place, yeah. right? I'd venture to say it was it the same set from the second episode. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But like, wouldn't. Because that wasn't necessarily an adult video store, right? It, they just had the adult videos out with everything. They, they had them right in the yeah. middle of the floor. Yeah. yeah. And, and granted, George was there to rent Rochelle. 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 Yeah. Holy crap. Maybe it, might be, maybe it was. It might like, be a different set, but it may supposed to be the same store. I think it was the same set. I don't remember the windows. See, that's one thing that I don't think... We didn't maybe pan over there, but... Um, I Maybe. don't remember the It was wind, very the similar, outdoor. though. Yeah, yeah, very definitely. Um, and, it, and it did exist at one point. It closed around 2008, but it was at 213 West 79th Street. Uh, <laughs> for sure, yeah. Th- it was a real storefront. Uh, Blame and, Giuliani. Yeah. George and Kramer were there. And George is uh, standing in line to, we find out, return Rochelle Rochelle. Uh, he, and he's trying to hide it kind of in his jacket yeah, initially. Yeah. Like, so we don't know what it is or why he's doing that. But then he spots two women holding hands. And he's excited that he spotted lesbians. It's a lesbian sighting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he, he sort of like puzzles himself, you know, like, uh, you know, what's their what's their deal? Trying to trying to figure out the <laughs> lesbian state of mind, um, which George will never, ever do, I don't think. And uh, they turn around and one of the women is Susan. Yeah. And he doesn't know what to do. He wants to pretend like he didn't see her. They, maybe he can get out in and out without seeing each other. But she sees him and she introduces Mona. And here's another where George is never going to figure out the gay experience. He's sort of like wonders if it's okay to shake hands with a lesbian. Like, he sort of motions. He's like, I don't know. Are, are we allowed to 
shake hands or touch. <laughs> like it's just so such Jesus backwards Christ. thinking. But you got that impression, right? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. And 100%. I mean, it continues in this scene a little bit later. <laughs> like uh, you know, the the just the backwards. But it's such a '90s line of thinking. Like, yeah, n- no one knew. No one knew anything. Right. They were still very much marginalized. So the you know the experience yeah. to cisgender people. I can't believe I just said that on a podcast. I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't want to, but it fits. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just so you know, don't stop listening. I, I'll, I'll try never to say it again. Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. And Mona like looks George <laughs> up and down, like not in a nice way, like mm-hmm, something like that. Uh, and George tries to play it cool, like. Oh, lesbian, you're a lesbian. Well, of course, whatever. Of course I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it tries to play woke, but he's like, who do you think you're talking to? And Susan goes, I know exactly I, who I'm talking <laughs> to, which is, which is a hilarious interaction. Um, and so she's been seeing women since, or this woman in particular, I guess, since the breakup with George. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess that George kind of takes that as he turned her into a lesbian <laughs> again, I, I which guess. is kind of funny. Meanwhile, uh, Kramer is golfing in front of Mona using a broom. He's like, does a fake golf swing and Mona kind of catches Mona's eye and he looks at Mona and they don't trade they, any they words don't say at this anything. point, but yeah. you know, there, there's some sort of interaction there. And, and uh, Susan at this point, like pulls Rochelle, Rochelle yeah. out of George's coat. What'd you got coat. here? Yeah. And she's like, Oh, a young woman's uh, erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's like, Oh, but there's a lot of nudity in that. He's like, well, th- no, it's a film, a foreign film. In fact. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and so he gets up to the front and, the, to return the video is going to be three forty nine, which is really interesting because I guess you could just take the video out and then you paid when you returned it. But that's not how it used to be. You used to pay when you checked out and then you'd leave. And then when you came back, you had to pay any late fees before you rented the next video. I guess. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. But he's paying for the rental yeah. and the... And, and not rewinding. Yeah, and yeah, the, the it's not a, rewinding fee. A buck forty nine for a new release is pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. that, those are the good old days in 93. Yeah. Um, and But it's $2 because he didn't rewind it. And Kramer, at this point, comes up and says, you know, it'll cost less. It'll only cost him another buck fifty to keep it another day, rewind it, and bring it back. Don't give him the satisfaction of paying an extra 50 cents <laughs> for them to rewind it themselves. And George is like, you know what? I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> Jesus. Which means he's going to have to rewind it, watch it, and then rewind it again. Uh-huh. Which didn't, never took him a ton of time, but it was still a good way for, you know, be kind, rewind. Still a good way for video uh, rental places to make a couple extra bucks. Uh, in Jerry's apartment, Jerry, uh, you know, went down to the parking garage to see if the BO had dissipated yet because it's been, mm-hmm. you know, 24 hours or whatever. And he opens the door and he says, like a punch in the face, <laughs> which is a, for some reason, uh, um, a quote from Seinfeld that entered my lexicon back really? in 93. Yeah, I used to love anytime, like, I remember opening the oven and the heat would hit you like a punch in the face. <laughs> like, anytime anything metaphysically hit you like that, I would say, like a punch in the face, yeah, like uh, like Jerry uh, enunciates in this. this oh instance. my god! Well, yeah, he he says uh, the bo's gotten stronger overnight, <laughs> gained strength. Yeah, um, and so he's going to take it to the to the car wash. The car wash wants two hundred and fifty bucks to which clean is it. ridiculous. That's for ninety three, especially it's insane. But it must be quite thorough. I can get my full car detailed for a hundred right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. But this is New York City. I that's, mean, that's yeah. true. Yeah. We are, we are in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, and Carl told Elaine that he has to get up early. And Elaine asks Jerry what that means. And Jerry says, it means he's lying. <laughs> uh, because men will always trade sleep for sex. Which, to an extent, is true. But you know what? I feel like I, I need to 
you know, at least be a little vulnerable right here and say that this is toxic masculinity. You know, thinking that men are yeah, always on, ready no matter what. and that Men are always ready to fuck. Yeah, exactly. And that <laughs> if we're ever not, that, that somehow means we're not masculine. Like, yeah. We get tired just like everybody Hell else. Hell yeah. I like to sleep, yeah. okay? So, I like sleeping. I like sleeping in. Yeah. Don't there, bug me. <laughs> there have, but now, when you're, when you're single and new, for sure... The, the the bartering system is a, a lot leans a lot higher on sex. Yeah, you know, like, but when you've been in a relationship for a very long time, sleep has a little bit, a lot more weight. Yeah, maybe even more. Yeah, than, I, I would definitely agree yeah. with that. And, and so men can turn down sex. I just want to, I just want to say that uh, you know, don't feel bad. And if someone makes you feel bad about it. Um, boy, not only did I say cisgender this episode, but I also said toxic masculinity. But I felt what like have I really, you become? I don't know. I typically, know. I'm the I'm, older one. Typically, I'm the one who's getting yeah. triggered about this stuff. <laughs> I'm the old one. But I gotta say, it just you know, it, 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 it's a it's a dumb stereotype that men are like you know that men are like this, and, and I don't like that Jerry is perpetuating it. Uh, Kramer <laughs> enters to great applause. Uh, once again, and he's upset that Steinbrenner is ruining his life. Is this uh, the, Yan- the, the Yankees, Yankees manager? Manager, it must okay. have been the manager at the time. Yeah, um, and so, but this is all just preamble to him getting a whiff of Jerry mm-hmm. and telling him you stink, which is a great <laughs> delivery of that line. Um, and the bo has attached itself to Jerry and Elaine. Uh-huh. That's why it, it clues into Jerry. That's why Carl. Said he had to get up earlier. Maybe Elaine says that. Um, and Kramer's reaction to the two of them sort of moving around the room and the stink following them and him trying oh, to avoid God. it is hilarious throughout this whole um, ordeal. Jerry, meanwhile, uh, is in the car with George. I don't know where they were going. I guess, well, they were going to go to the restaurant. Um, but Jerry also had a box of stuff. So I don't know what that was for, you know. But Jerry and George were taking this box of stuff somewhere and they're going to stop at the restaurant. But... George asks, you know, well, it's kind of funny at first. He goes, it's it possible I did this? And Jerry goes, no, it was definitely the valet at the restaurant. He's like, no, I mean, give drive Susan to lesbianism. I forget what Jerry says here. Uh, it was a big yikes for what me. What did he say? Uh, well, George is asking him that. And he's like, no, no, you wouldn't do that. Suicide, maybe. Not uh, lesbianism. I heard it. Wow, I did not like, realize that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but they're all they they can't hold the conversation because they're so distracted by the bo. Mm-hmm. George says this is beyond bo. It's, it's BBO. BBO. The um, the extra b. <laughs> that's a typo. Um, <laughs> and Jerry says there should be some sort of smell Gestapo that stops oh, people around the city, hoses them down, and washes them with a big brush. I picture like an <laughs> elephant bath. <laughs> uh, which is kind of funny. But the fact that he had to say Gestapo was kind of troubling, you know? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, and George, it's funny, he says he finds Susan more appealing now. He's like, if I'd have known when we were together that sh- that she was a lesbian, I never would have broken up. And well, Jerry goes, let me get this straight. Yeah, he, he doesn't follow up on <laughs> no. it. Actually, does he even say anything? I think he just gives George a look. I think he says, let me get this straight. And then he goes, no, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> almost as though like George doesn't get the idea. It's like, oh, well, if I knew she was a lesbian, you wouldn't have been together. Yeah, then you, that's, yeah, it, it wasn't worth getting into it. Like, <laughs> he realized the the circular thinking would have just, like, yeah, driven yeah. them both insane. <laughs> so at Katie's, that's the name of the restaurant, K-A-D-Y-S. Oh. Um, K-A-D-Y-S. Where the, the valet comes over to, like, park Jerry's car, and they're like, no, 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 no. go away, back, 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 I'll park it myself. Uh, and they go in to talk to the uh, maitre d', who's giving them some pushback on whether or not, who's, who's B.O. 
that was yeah. this. How are we supposed to know it's our yeah. fault or whatever? But, but Jerry finally convinces him to come and take a whiff of the car. One whiff. One whiff. I got a very Michael, what's his name? Michael Sheen vibe from this uh, Major yeah, D. Yeah, I could see Could've that. Michael Sheen in another life. He does sit in the car and... It, it takes him all of like three <laughs> seconds to be like clawing at yeah. the window like, okay, okay, I'll give you what you want. Well, even he wants to play it cool like, I don't notice anything because then they won't be on the hook for any money uh-huh. or anything, yeah, but he, he can't he, do it. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as he sits down, he's like... <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, I mean, and Jerry's torturing him. Uh, he's like, I'll give you $50. And he's like, $50? That's, I that's don't not know. what it's going to cost. I'm like, what do you want? One twenty-five. I want half. <laughs> yeah. Which... I think Jerry definitely could have gotten the two fifty. Yeah, yeah, he should have. Like, why is he willing to pay half of it? He should have started at two fifty and then gotten talked down to two hundred or one twenty five or something. Yeah, I don't know I, why he just only wanted half. And then but he didn't have the bo. It's yeah, not his fault. It's totally the restaurant. But then fault. again, Jerry's got cash to blow. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he wanted to take what he could get while he could get it. Um, he was trying to make a quick deal, not That's negotiate. True. Um, and meanwhile, George notices that while they were in the restaurant, someone stole. Rochelle, Rochelle. <laughs> and George is like, well, the restaurant's on the hook for this, too, because we had to leave the windows down because of the BO, and we were in there to talk to you anyway. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not paying for that. They already got my $7, which meant that Mater D went to go see Rochelle, Rochelle in the theater. Oh, my God, And also yeah. hated it, it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> like, most people had that reaction. They're like, oh, this is a... And it might be a good film, but it might be an artsy... It sounded like it was supposed to be really artsy yeah. and, and, you know, a foreign film. And just to see some boobs on the big screen, you know, everyone... The normal, uh, the mainstream audience, it sounded like, was, was upset by it. Uh, so over at Carl's, Elaine is explaining um, th- about the BO, and it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> Carl can still smell it. Elaine, like, shoving her hair yeah, yeah. into Carl's, like, face, and he's like, no! And he's backing no, up, no. yeah. I like, I like this so much that if we don't think of anything else, I want to make this the cover That part. works for me, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She's like, no, smell it, smell it, I promise. I've shampooed and everything. Uh, so at, at uh, Champagne Video, um, Susan meets George there because he just has to know, was he responsible for making her oh a lesbian? Oh, my God, yeah. And it doesn't seem like it. I don't even remember well, what. Well, he, he asks if, if he's uh, responsible for her metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, she kind of looks at him like an idiot, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, meanwhile... George owes $98 for Rochelle Rochelle, <laughs> which I don't know how much you are familiar with the video rental uh, business model, but when videotapes first hit the market, um, and I mean like say a, a movie came out like Rochelle Rochelle, so when okay. it hit the home video market, the video was like $100, $200, $250 to keep consumers from buying them. Because the rental places would buy them first and then rent them out, so it would be available for rental first, and then the price would dip down oh after that God. to like twenty bucks. Yeah, Ugh. it was quite a racket between the studios and the rental places. That, but you know, if you wanted to, you could buy, I don't know, Jurassic Park on v- VHS right when it came out for like two hundred fifty, three hundred bucks. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Oh if, if you wanted it that bad, you could find it. Uh, but you, you know, more, more so you were going to rent it until it came out on yeah. VHS and the price dipped down. I don't know how they finagled that between the two of them, but they, they were able to figure it out. Ugh. Um, so that's why he owes $98 for Rochelle Rochelle. If that sounded weird to you, um, which actually sounds kind of cheap, but then again, it was an artsy movie. So maybe it wasn't an, it wasn't the, it, it wasn't a big blockbuster yeah, studio. Yeah, it wasn't a Jurassic Park. So, yeah. um, and then he's, he asked Susan if he can borrow money cause he doesn't have the cash. 
cash for $98. Which, actually, I'm surprised that, because he only asked Susan for 35 bucks. I'm surprised that George has, like, 60 bucks on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's another uh, occasion where George does not understand the, the gay experience. He thinks there has to be, like, a man and a woman oh my in every... God. Which is, like, kind of still to this day, you... You talk to people who have that stereotype, like, well, one gay person has to be like a feminine, feminine style. One gay person has to be like a masculine style. Like, no, that's no, your own no. thing. No, uh, but he's like, who leads when you dance? And the, Susan, and, to be fair, says, "You're an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> also, did you catch uh, when Susan gives him the money? George is like, "I'll pay you back," and Susan's <laughs> yeah. like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> she knows it's too she well. Knows. Yeah, too well. Uh, and she's like, "You're an idiot." And by the way, you stink. And because George, great, great delivery yeah, on the yeah. line. Uh, she probably wasn't going to tell him, but he was so insulting in that instance that, you know, she was like, by the way. Uh, and so <laughs> Kramer is at the same time, I guess, meeting Mona yeah, on out, the street. Just outside somewhere. Yeah, just somewhere we, out, we out don't on the know. street. And, and she's like, I didn't know if I would come. And he was like, I knew you would or something yeah, like that. And I had no clue, like, what was going on. I'm like, <laughs> did I miss something? Yeah, yeah. Did I miss a scene that established this? Just and, him and, golfing just, in front of her. Just that, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Kramer has a way with women. He's, he's irresistible. They embrace. And uh, over at the car wash, the car wash guy is explaining the process of cleaning Jerry's car. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of intercut with uh, the hair salon. Yeah. And um, Elaine's uh, trying. She's like getting all the like details about like getting yeah. her hair uh, done, getting her hair styled and washed and shampooed and everything. Yeah. By the great character actor, Taylor Negron. Yes. Did you recognize him? I thought that he looked familiar yeah yeah i i didn't know like what he was in and uh, actually grace looked it up on imdb like as i was watching ah, and she's like it's a nickelodeon it, show is it? It, it it was he was in like a lot of single episodes of like shows from our time like like nickelodeon shows yeah. disney shows like he was in a bunch of stuff but only as like a once yeah, appearing character. that was his gig yeah yeah but i knew him from like the 80s he would pop up again in like just one little if you needed a f- like a character who looked like this and yeah. He always kind of he could have like kind of a smarmy delivery. So uh, the mailman in Better Off Dead. Have you ever seen that? I don't think I have. Um, or uh, One Crazy Summer with John. And again, John Cusack. Maybe he was buzzed with John Cusack because I think he's in a lot of John Cusack <laughs> movies. Like him and Jeremy Piven were like, oh um, god. Yeah, that's where I recognized him from all those '80s movies. But yeah, for sure, he worked like every single day on like one thing, and then he'd be <laughs> on to the next thing. He was a real journeyman that way. So we, we get like the the cleaning montage yeah. between uh, Jerry's car and Elaine's hair, and then uh, back at the car wash. Which, by the way, why are they washing the outside of the car? I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it was just an extra. Outside. Maybe it was an extra, yeah. like with the interior detail. Yeah, but, like yeah, we'll also wash it. I'm sure that it was all for 250 bucks. They should wash the inside and the out. But yeah. I wish because it meant because it was so integral to the plot that they would be shown cleaning the inside yeah. in some way, not. All they're doing, like, so... The only thing they showed was cleaning, cleaning the, outside. the outside. Yeah, multiple different ways. It's like, <sighs> well, maybe that's why it still stinks when he gets they inside. They didn't touch, didn't the, touch the, inside the inside of the car! You idiots, yeah. So Jerry pays the man his 250 bucks. <laughs> the car still smells, and so does Elaine. Uh, she goes over to Carl's, and she still stinks. She throws her hair back yeah. in Carl's face again. He's like, it still smells. It still smells. Yeah, they're all disappointed. Uh, Jerry's apartment, he's going to just try to sell the car. Um, and he says here, even Superman would be helpless against this. So Superman spoken reference, in addition oh, to the magnet. We, we did get the magnet, That too. is still there, I, yeah. I didn't catch the spoken reference. Yeah. George is thinking about buying the car, and George, and that's when Jerry says, <laughs> like, do you not know what's going on here? Um, but Susan, meanwhile, we hear banging in the hallway, and Susan is banging on Kramer's door, 
um, saying like, I know you're in there, come on out, and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, and when she finally leaves, uh, now he's stolen, uh, n- n- he's stolen Mona from... Uh-huh. Uh, Susan. Yeah, and Susan's like, first he vomits on yeah. me, then he burns down my father's cabin, then he steals Mona away from me. And <laughs> yeah. I, I think she even says, like, at this point, she, I, I don't remember if it's at this point or another point, but she says that Mona's never been with a man her yes. entire life. Yeah, yeah. She did mention that. I forget when, but But I yeah. guess Kramer just has that effect <laughs> on women, Well, he I guess. does. At some point, he does address that, but, you know, so... George here says, I drive them to lesbianism. He brings them back. <laughs> um, and Kramer, so Kramer at this point calls Jerry to see if Susan's gone, and she is. And so he comes in and says that, you know, he met Mona. He, you know, he saw, she saw his golf swing, said that he was going back too far in the backswing or something was wrong yeah. with that. And he, he took a he, golf lesson, and yeah. that's where they hit it off. And it took six strokes off his game. Yeah, yeah. And then Jerry's like, that's the least, that's the least thing you've done here, or something like that. <laughs> Um, Elaine comes in and says, so let me get this straight, Kramer. This woman has never been with another man. And he goes, I'm Kramer. Yeah. (laughs) So that's it. Uh, Over at Monk, Susan and George are sort of like uh, commiserating over Susan being dumped by Mona. And... And George, George is like women. Who knows what they want? Yeah, you know this and, is George's wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, and George is even saying to Susan, he's like, e- ever since I saw you with Mona, I haven't been able to get you out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's driving George wild. Yeah, yeah. And uh, George's ex Allison comes by. <laughs> is this someone he dated on the show? No, I, I didn't no, remember. He's like, oh my gosh, I dated okay. her right after you. I, she I, was obsessed with me. I was gonna say, I'm like, I don't remember this no. actress. I don't remember <laughs> this character. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> no, just a random one-off character. <laughs> okay, but she's obsessed with George. We find out because. George Costanza, you owe me 50 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) She sees Susan sitting with George. Uh, Susan and Allison lock eyes, and they have an immediate connection. They're enamored with each other. And so, once again, George believes that he has driven the last woman. You know, that was the person that he dated. She dated right before maybe becoming a lesbian with Susan. (laughs) Um, Over at the car dealership, Jerry's selling his car. It's uh, a 1990, and it's got 23,000 miles on it. That's pretty good. A three-year-old car with uh, yeah. tw- with 23,000, that's super low. That's like 13,000 less than you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, so he must not take it on road gigs and stuff. I, I guess not. You know, he probably flies to a lot of those, or I don't yeah. know what he does. But he, he doesn't drive it a ton. But uh, Mona told Kramer she had to get up early. And so oh. what's the deal with that? Um, and it's because we find out Kramer was wearing, borrowed Jerry's jacket in his apartment the last time he was in there to wear on the date. The jacket had been in the car. Uh, at this point, the dealer gets into the car, smells the BO, and declines purchasing the vehicle for <laughs> resale. Over at the salon, um, Elaine... She's got her hair back in the yeah. sink, and she just says, sauce me. Sauce me, because Taylor Negron earlier said that, like, if all of this fails, we'll try tomato sauce, mm-hmm. which is a cure for when you get sprayed by a skunk, right? Yeah. That's what they say, right? Yeah, yeah tomato sauce. Bathe in tomato sauce. So uh, Jerry pulls up to a CD character and, and just parks his car on this back street, back alley, whatever, shakes his keys at the CD character, tosses them into the car... And, and then walks, walks away. off. Yeah. And the guy gets up immediately and gets in the car <laughs> and then makes a horrible stink face, freeze frame, end of the episode. Um, and we get one more stand-up bit. And this is about... <laughs> and this is a good point. I love this. I love this line of thinking. Why do we need B.O.? Anytime I think about like why humans find something attractive or unattractive or why we get hungry when this happens or why we get thirsty, with whatever, mm-hmm. or why we don't get hungry, I always wonder why evolutionarily we've developed this way. And it's a great point. 
if you do something good, like move your body, something you bad should be happens. rewarded. Yeah, you should be yeah. rewarded for physical activity, yeah. not hinder. So why? <laughs> What what point does it have? I would really love to explore this more, like on an actual academic level. I'd love to know why Maybe. BO yeah. stinks because you move, you stink. <laughs> the only thing I wrote down for this was uh, uh, in like the modern day Seinfeld format. What if BO smell good? <laughs> what if BO smell good? But I love I love too the where he t- where he takes it to absurd places. Like you go down the store, you buy some odorant and perspirant. Oh. He was like, wouldn't it be great if it if it smelled like that? You put a dirty sock over your mirror in the car. Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe if you go out on a date, you put some dirty underwear in your breast pocket if yeah. she's special. Th- that, that was actually a thing in Monsters, Inc., the first movie. They used odorant. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if they got it from Seinfeld. Probably. <laughs> and then that's it. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, did you want to come up with a better description? What do we got? Uh, I actually liked the one that they had. It's just a valet's odor permeates Jerry's car. Guests Nick Bacay, Taylor Negron. It's very straightforward. It yeah. doesn't give anything away. It, it happens very early in the episode. And then everything else is yeah. you, you're led to just discover as you watch it's it. It's the perfect synopsis. Yeah. I, I think and it works perfectly. Nick Bacay must be Carl. Is that what we're gathering? I'm guessing. Ca- you know what? It's probably the car wash guy. You know what I mean? Honest, honestly, it's probably... <laughs> it's um, probably Mona. Yeah, it's probably She's Mona. probably a Nicole who went by Nick or something. Nick, yeah. uh, or or the video store clerk. Or the video store clerk. Oh, it could, the, the, the the most minor role. I bet it is the video store clerk because I think he was kind. Of, I kind of recognize him too from things. All right, let's look it up right you, now. You want to look it up? We got time. Yeah. All right. I do want to know Nick Bakay. Nick Bakay. I'm going to land on the K A Y. It is Carl. It is Carl. Is it Carl? Okay. Yeah, that's Carl, right? There's no way that oh guy put God. on so much weight. Oh that... yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's That's not the video Carl. store clerk, but I recognize. Actually, that... they were they both had red hair. Carl yeah, yeah. and the video store clerk. It's definitely Carl, but I didn't. I I recognize that video clerk from stuff too. So I think he should have gotten a best of. But Nick McKay <laughs> went on to be in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the television oh, show. Okay. Paul Blart, Mall Blart. Uh, it, oh, it must be buds with Part uh, Blart, Mart Blart, Paul Blart, Mall Blart. Um, that's a Jeff Tate joke that I stole. Uh, he he's not only is he in both Mall Cops, he's in Zookeeper. So oh, three God. Kevin James feature oh, vehicles. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the Angry Beavers he was on. Um, oh. Yeah. Was he one of the Beavers? I don't know. Let's see. He co-wrote Paul Blart Mall Cop. What? As well as its sequel, Paul Blart Mall Cop You're too. kidding me. Wow. Oh, my. Yeah, he you co-wrote those movies. Good you for him. You know what? I'm not going to give him shit. Good for him. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> I, that was a paying gig. He was the voice of Norbert <laughs> on the Angry Beavers. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. He was, oh, Sabrina, the animated series. He was the voice of uh, Salem okay. on the animated wow. series of He's Sabrina. He's actually had a really good career. Yeah. <laughs> so wait a minute. He didn't voice Salem. I thought Penn Jillette was Salem. It, it, not in the animated series. Yeah, but it says that he served as a writer on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and with, he also voiced Salem, a warlock who's been transformed. Well, now I want to know... Pendulette must have left at some point. Well, I think Pendulette played it in the live action series with this Sarah is, Michelle Gellar. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. It says Nick Bakay as Salem Saberhagen, a 500 year old witch turned into a talking cat. Huh. I swear I thought that was Pendulette. Why did I think? Huh. Maybe it just maybe he just sounds like Pendulette. It's I see no mention of Pendulette in. Wow. In, uh, All right. Wow. In other media. No idea. Wow. Well, that's I. My mind is blown by Nick McKay today. <laughs> hmm. Go all, all right, this time to... thinking that it was Pendulette playing Salem. Yeah, but did you hmm. think that too? I mean, I never watched the show. I only have like a fleeting memory of yeah. it. I, I I wouldn't remember enough to think. Oh yeah, that's definitely Pendulette, or it's someone else. Uh, I remember he had a deep voice, 
but I mean, Pendulette definitely has a very distinct voice. Yes, yeah, yeah. It says in the sitcom and animated series. Wow, um, Nick Bakay. Yeah, Nick Bakay. Interesting. In one episode titled Jealousy, Salem says he needs to make a phone call to Bakay saying, I need to call in to Nick Bakay's sports show on ESPN Radio. All he ever talks about is the Buffalo Bills and his voice. Lord, is it annoying. Hilarious huh. meta humor. Jesus. Um, all right. Well, Nick Bakay, working writer slash actor. Um, <laughs> Did we have any homework? I don't think we had no, anything. No, th- this was a very straightforward episode. Yeah, it was like I, super quick. Was, and, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what I thought of it. I, I mean, coming off of like... We had a bunch of really good episodes yes, right in a row. So yeah. I think this one just kind of fell victim to um, being after those. Yeah. So standing by itself, it's not a bad episode. In conjunction with like the last five or six episodes, it's definitely the worst out of all of them. And it's so simple. I think, as I said earlier, that's the reason it's sort of, yeah. per- that's its legacy. That's why it's persisted in Seinfeld lore as maybe being thought of as a good episode because it's so easily recalled yeah, because one thing happens, you know. I think we've learned, yeah, it's just kind of just kind of there. It's very simple. Yeah. But it was it was funny. I got a lot of good laughs. A yeah. lot of good laughs. I, I, yeah, I got a, a couple good yeah. chuckles yeah. out of it. Uh, anyway, uh, next week we've got uh, Season 4, Episode 21, The Handicap Spots. Original air date, May 13th, 1993. Another Jeez. month later. I don't know what's going on at NBC. I think the reruns were just getting such good ratings. They were like, why blow every, why blow new episodes all in a row? These re- people are watching these reruns already. We can so. we can stretch the end of our season until like halfway yeah. through summer, and then the new season starts in September. It's almost like we don't ever stop yeah. with Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in some cases, we've heard, we've talked about episodes where the rerun got better ratings than the initial airing that's in true. season four. That's so true. that explains a yeah. little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, so if you're looking at TV Guide, the night of May 13th, you're going to see George's father is arrested when Jerry and George park his car in a handicapped spot. Wow, I don't really recall much about this episode. I don't know, but is this uh, is this the first time we see George's Gotta dad? Gotta be. Gotta be. Played by um, the great Jerry what? Stiller. Yeah, that's yeah. his name. Couldn't remember. Yeah. So uh, that's exciting because we've met Estelle several times. But uh, now we're going to meet George's dad. For No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. Be good.